So what's the big problem with wealth creation? How do people like us, who didn't inherit a boatload of money, who are investing and building wealth from our own blood, sweat and tears, how do we invest in a way that gives us remarkable results and become financially free before retirement age? I don't know about you, but I am sick of hearing from wealth gurus and experts who don't walk their own talk and prescribe strategies that are a one-size-fits-all approach. For self-made people like you and me, I'm here to tell you that you don't need to be superhuman or already wealthy to reach financial freedom earlier than 65. This is the Alternative Investing Podcast. Hey guys, so what I want to do today is I want to share with you a little bit of a post-mortem of my recent trip to New York where I took a um, large number of our community members who have been investing in these alternative real estate deals for some time now, but haven't as yet been able to get over there to see these deals in action. And I guess in doing this postmortem, what I really want to do is maybe pull out uh, three of the most um, reported lessons that came from our members after this visit, just so that you can kind of get a sense of what it is that people are looking for when they're investing in these real estate deals that are in the alternative space. So if you don't know much about me and about the alternative real estate deals that I I do, please by all means go back and have a look at some of the past episodes. The lessons, however, that I want to share with you today are kind of universal and don't really depend on you needing to understand those. The first and probably most prominent uh, lesson that was, I think, reported by 100% of the people who came was the most valuable part of the trip was actually the relationship building. And I've been a broken record for a long time talking about this whole idea that the people that you spend time with, that you you surround yourself with the single biggest way of leveling up, particularly in the investment space. You know, there are examples of people who have done some extremely clever pivots during the last two, three years as we moved into a pretty grim period of COVID and are laughing all the way to the bank. And being aligned with people like that is super important. You know, the reason that I've always felt that my trusted advisors are so important to me is essentially they form an informal board of directors. So if I have issues with my investments, I can ask them questions. I often hear about tremors long before they hit mainstream. And what that does just from a practical viewpoint is give you that insight of how to act defensively and offensively as things unfold. And my journey around building relationships over the, say, even the last 10, 12 years has been about constantly ratcheting my way into better and better networks, better and better people, often private people who don't necessarily want to work with Joe Blogs off the street. And so the experience that people had was when you break bread or, you know, spend four days with some of these advisors and investors, you get to know people from a, a different perspective. So it's not all about the facts and figures of the deals, but you get to see who they are, what they believe in, how they handle challenges, how they adapting strategy as market conditions change. And that brings a huge 
huge level of confidence to the who. And frankly, as many of you already can probably sense in the space of alternative, if you want to build a really predictable, sustainable stream of income, it's all about the who. It's all about who you know. You know, as I've said in many other episodes, often the guys in this particular space and girls, I should say, guys and girls, they are very private. They are not necessarily great marketers and they are looking for fewer betters. So they want to have close relationships with fewer investors over a longer period of time. So that was the first one, building relationships, absolutely killer lesson. Instead of it being this theoretical idea that I continue to harp on about, it kind of came to life and people started to see now from here on when they get on a call with one of these deal makers because they want to invest with them, there's a level of rapport and connection there immediately. The second big lesson that came out of the New York trip that I heard from everyone as well was the value of seeing real deals. You know, the the concepts around alternative investing can sometimes be a little theoretical and what we're really seeking to do as investors is increase our knowledge demystify a lot of jargon and concepts so that instead of feeling like deals are risky, we de-risk them through understanding. And, you know, going and seeing real deals on the ground brings a depth of confidence that's really hard to describe in terms of from a value perspective. So I had a client who, you know, understood the theoretical returns and understood how things worked from a you know a financial perspective but found himself getting stuck on the mechanics of well how does it actually happen so for him the trip to new york was really about getting into the minutia of how are these project plans cultivated um what happens first second and third and and how do these deals come about how do you find them so you know i guess the real uh, reason for wanting to know answers to that and not everyone's interested in the the fine fine details of these kind of you know deals and the the life cycle but if if you can even just even at a superficial level understand the mechanics of how deals um, go from cradle to grave and understand the due diligence process the underwriting process how markets are navigated as economic conditions change what happens is you start to plug what would otherwise be blind spots or gaps in your understanding. And so your ability to start to discern good deals from okay deals and awesome deals from good deals becomes really, really sharp. You become really good at it. And so I think one of the things that people underestimated was that when they were walking the streets and looking at a lot of these real deals, that in fact, what they were doing was building their bank of hard data around um, how these things work so that pulling the trigger in the future will actually be significantly less complex and uh, made with a higher degree of confidence. The third lesson that I wanted to share with you guys today was really probably the one that's uh, most interesting for a lot of people, and that is they kind of got insights into why specific strategies can be adapted in any market condition. One of the trusted advisors that we spent uh, a full day with was a guy who is a specialist in bridging debt. Now, At cursory glance, he'd been someone that I just thought was good at what he did. And I realized in walking the streets with him that he was not good. He was 
unbelievable, like exceptional, almost like a savant. And the reason this is really important is that obviously, you know, investing is inherently carries some risk, but I'm watching the economic volatility unfold with very little concern right now about the deals that I'm doing right now. You know, obviously as investors, we want to keep growing our wealth. We want to preserve it first and foremost. And what this particular fellow was able to show was why the safety nets and the downside risk on all of the deals that he was doing was exceptional. And as a result of that, a lot of people were investing with him with retirement funds or trusts where the preservation of capital and the risk profile of the investor was extremely conservative. And You know, I won't go into it here, but what you want to understand with any investment that you take on right now, particularly given the uncertainty and volatility, is how could you adapt that particular asset depending on what happens in the market. So if the market goes up, will you win? If the market goes sideways, will you win? If the market goes down, will you win? And the case for most investors is that they are banking on a rising market and that in fact, they don't win unless the market keeps rising. So guys, I think, you know, that's all I really wanted to share today. I can't stress enough how amazing this trip was. It was such a difficult event to organize from Australia. We had investors come from New Zealand and Australia, and it's a very long way. Um, It was a very long flight, but I think the unanimous comment from everyone was it was well worth it. So, you know, hopefully this helps you glean some lessons for your own investing journey in terms of like, number one, build relationships. Even if you're only investing onshore here in Australia, if you have a desire to build wealth successfully, don't think that because you might only buy a small volume of properties over time, that it doesn't mean you can skip that relationship building part. You know, seeing real deals Um, I've certainly bought plenty of real estate deals here in Australia where I never even saw the property ever. And that's because I was buying a straight buy and hold and hoping and praying that the market would continue to rise. When we're talking about alternative real estate, what we really want to do is have the highest degree of confidence around our decision making. So seeing the deals makes a huge difference. And number three, understanding this idea that strategy needs to be adaptable. What worked 10 years ago, 20 years ago may or may not necessarily work today. And on top of that, you may have economic circumstances which reveal new strategies such as hotel conversions into multifamily and, you know, all sorts of other things that mean that you can take advantage of, you know, gaps in the market that nobody else has seen. Anyway, guys, till next time, can't wait to catch up. Take care. You've been listening to the Alternative Investing Podcast. If you're feeling frustrated that despite doing everything right in the property investing playbook and you're no closer to financial freedom, then head on over to inkosiwealth.com to learn more about how you can use alternative investments to catapult your investing income and blend strategies to shave decades off your timeline to financial freedom. See you on the next episode.